0: KRCL, Salt Lake City. I'm Rashawn Leak, and this is Radioactive, a show for grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. Thanks for plugging in the Community KRCL radio station on this cold and snowy Tuesday. Um,
1: I'm surprised we have any guests.
0: I know. I'm excited. I'm excited. They braved snow uh, snowpocalypse. <laughs> so tonight on the show, we have Music Meets Activism with... Utah's Betty Sawyer, our Project Success Coalition and Ogden NAACP president.
1: Woo. I know. We'll yeah, you
0: know, talk- she
1: played ball. I didn't know that. I so didn't know we were- that either.
0: So just so you know, we're going we're going to get some back some back history on uh, Betty Sawyer's life before she was the Betty Sawyer, and she was just the baller, the baller <laughs> in high school and college playing some hoops. And then we also have uh, we got. We got a little clip with Mike Jaffe for Sugar Free February. Uh-huh. We're, we're almost done, y'all. We we yeah. I wanna say we could see the finish line, uh-huh. but now it's like if y'all have ever seen that, that video of the lady who's finishing the marathon and she's struggling because it's just a much, that's that's where we are, I'd say Laura.
1: I'm struggling. I'm low impact, you're CrossFit. Uh, that's cr- yeah, but I, you know
0: what? I but I've already stashed my candy for March <laughs> and I can't wait to dig into it. <laughs>
1: Well, let's get going with some Rallies and Resources. We have special guests. Yes, we do. we got the League coming up with their report. we got Project Homeless Connect. We're going to get there. we got Mike Jaffe. Uh, I want to do a shout-out, though. So, at 7 o'clock tonight, it is the legislative process from Idea to Law Online. The county library, Salt Lake County Library, wants to demystify the inner workings of government, help you understand how laws are made and how you can make your voice heard. If you go to Rallies and Resources at krcl.org, um, pl- click on Community Affairs. I've got a link there so you can uh, get into that presentation. Tomorrow, 4 o'clock, Utah Capitol Rotunda, several groups, Planned Parenthood Action Council of Utah, Equality Utah, YWCA, ACLU, Alliance for a Better Utah, League of Women Voters of Utah, the Food Justice Coalition. It's heavy hitters. All getting together at 4 o'clock. They'd love you to join them, I'm sure. For Don't Mess With My Health Care, Mm. Support better access to safe, affordable, and medically sound healthcare in Utah, and I'm sure we'll get into it. with The league ladies.
0: Can I just that. say, Laura? I'm yeah. excited because I uh, I took a step to take care of my health care and you got do? my uh, medical card. Over oh, the, did you? Well, they were off, they were just giving them away. It was they they were waving the QMP, the QMP fee. Wait, where for, was that? What's the that? That was that. Uh, <laughs> dragon, yeah, the dragon, dragon. Well, I was gonna say Dragon oh, Force, the, but I'm pretty the sure pharmacy. Dragon Force. Yeah. yeah. So dragonfly. it was nice. Yeah, Dragonfly. So it was really nice. So a little shout out to uh for Utah for making that happen. They said I was talking to some of the, the people over there. They said they had like what a hundred hundred new patients come through. Oh wow. Yeah, so oh, there you go. Good info.
1: Get my for you know, get my word. health
0: get my health right, Laura. <laughs> get my health right. Also
1: tomorrow, five o'clock to seven in the evening at Black Diamond over there in kind of Mill Creek area. Mm-hmm. No Gondola in Little Cottonwood Canyon with Save Our Canyons, Wasatch Backcountry Alliance, Salt Lake Climbers Alliance. They're hosting the event to help get the word out, educate folks, and you're invited to join them. No cost to this event. They're going to have postcards created by their grassroots organizing intern, Julia Stegvik. Okay. And you're welcome to pick those up and send them on to your favorite lawmaker with a little artistic flair. write a comment or two. and they'll actually uh, apparently they'll mail it for you to Governor Cox.
0: Here's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see a partnership with UTA because because I'm with them. you know gondola doesn't make sense when you got when you got to tear some stuff down. But also it doesn't make sense to stand in or drive in line for what close to an hour. You know, I mean, but they're just they proposing a new choke point.
1: Even if they do the gondola. even if they do, okay, okay, okay. okay Worst let's case go. scenario, yep. maybe I don't know. For some folks, they do the gondola. Where are they going to park? At the mouth of the canyon. Well, that's what
0: I mean. So what we really need to do is we need to get UTA running uh. consistently up and down and get and clear it out. We need. But who
1: should pay for that? I mean, because UTA is heavily subsidized anyway, right?
0: I mean, so allegedly, I I'm finger, I'm finger quoting over here, y'all. I'm finger quoting, <laughs> but. Well, here's what I here's what I say. UTA found a way to charge no money from the 12th to today. Today's NBA. the last day of NBA. You think NBA pay for that?
1: Of course they did. I know
0: they did. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what? I mean, I, you know, I'm no baller over here, but I pay a couple extra coins for yeah. but if they were to make it not just the not just the snow line, but mm-hmm. they'd have to make it affordable and and reasonable for everybody yeah. regardless of where you're going.
1: I know a, a huge Criticism for folks, aside from which choice to make getting up the canyon yeah. easier, is that this basically serves two for-profit businesses. It's not like they stop every five miles and let you off to go wander however you'd like if if the gondola yeah. were built, right? So, again, yeah. using a big chunk of taxpayer money yeah. to build something. I know. It, it, I-
0: I know. Uh, uh, it's 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 a catch twenty two. Who knows? But uh, we gotta time. do they something. They employ a lot of people up there. Yeah. A lot
1: of dollars from tourism. It's it's a trade off conversation. So you know. Get you, educated, I mean, you folks. know, you
0: want to get up there, and we, we got the greatest snow on earth, right? We gotta get in it. Record
1: snow, but will it will it fix the drought? That's not the <laughs> that, show. That's not the
0: show. That's that's not even next week's show. I'll be lying.
1: All right. So let's get to. I think we should get sugar-free. You want to get
0: sugar-free? You just want to get out of the way.
1: I just want to get out of the way because I'm embarrassed. (laughs) But I spoke with Dr. Jaffe because he's out in the snow somewhere. And I confessed my shortcomings and asked how I can get back on the sugar-free bandwagon. What
2: what was your penance? There's a week
1: left. Can I do it? Here's that conversation.
2: I I think that's your bias, but I think you're probably right. Oh, I was asking men lose quicker. Men tend to have more weight. They have a little more to lose. Um, but we're going to find out when you throw together 10 days of absolutely no sugar, we're going to find out, I bet you will drop three pounds right there.
1: It's like accumulating interests, right? Like compound interests. It's the same with sugar, but in the other way, and it's better for your heart and your health.
2: It's great. I mean, it's great for your teeth. It's great for your heart. It's going to reduce your risk of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, high blood pressure, obesity, sleep apnea, knee arthritis. You know, you name it, uh, it's going to reduce the risk of things that happen to humans, particularly Americans.
1: So what is your long term solution? Because you've been doing this. How long now have you been committed to this diet as a way of eating?
2: Well, the, the, the sugar free February concept was about six years now, but really it's been about two years since I was able to carry over that sugar free February into most of the year.
1: So what have you uh, found works? Because I can't believe that you've lost the, the urge for something sweet. So maybe you can give us the a, a long-term, the two-year yeah, uh, impact of how your diet, and by diet, I don't mean something you yo-yo with, but what you put in your body has changed significantly and has stabilized in terms of a pattern of eating.
2: Well, every food choice has a healthier choice, potentially, or a worse choice. So like trying to make the very most healthy choice I can for me so you know in the sugar-free February experience it was looking at breakfast you know what am I eating you know when I started my cereal had seven grams of sugar per serving and I'm a pretty active guy I eat a lot so I probably was eating 14 grams of sugar in my cereal plus the plant-based milk that wasn't sugar-free that was probably another eight grams right there, 20 grams at breakfast. So I've already started that sugar addiction cycle, uh, thinking I was eating well. Um, The same thing happens at lunch, you know, you gotta figure out what you're gonna eat and dinner. And uh, once you get out of the habit of having a sweet snack in the afternoon or a sweet snack before dinner or a sweet snack after dinner, boy, it's just gone. Um, you know, again, I look at candy and it doesn't look like food. I mean, certainly there are things that are, you know, dramatic, um, you know, fruit tarts or other things that I love, um, just trying not to eat them. And if I can eliminate them, the whole process for me is easier.
1: All right. So next week you'll be back live in the studio with us to wrap up sugar-free February. So what is your inspiration as we leave the conversation tonight?
2: My inspiration is sugar-free February is ending, but there is still time to radically change your diet and eliminate sugar from your life. It's like the person who's couch surfing in your house, who finally goes away. You know, it's a wonderful experience to get rid of sugar and see what life is like. You know, we intellectualize that there are things that we can't give up and be it alcohol, tobacco, firearms, beats and cheese, and then sugar. It's like, you know what? I understand cheese and sugar are probably the hardest, but you know, life will go on longer and better without those negative players in your life. So please join us in Sugar-Free February. And if you want, extend it out for a whole 28 days um, and maybe extend it out into the rest of your life.
1: It's Dr. Mike Jaffe. Ooh. Thanks for playing along. So I totally- He
2: making big, yeah. like, those are big sweeping statements.
1: Yeah. I don't know about life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I didn't set that up right because I haven't had enough sugar lately. I mean, I understand. But we we're talking about the, the physiological, biological difference. Yep. Like when you cut sugar, I'll bet you just drop pounds. I cut sugar and all I want is more sugar and I don't lose- pounds so that's that's why it's always been hard for me to cut mm-hmm. out sugar and so like i, I said I, I fell off the wagon confessed to him it is fat tuesday so i'm gonna live it up today that's what you should start again tomorrow
0: there we go there we go <laughs> i might do a cheat day it's my birthday so i'm doing it i'm doing a, I'm doing a cheat birthday! day yeah but it's not really cheating because it's just i haven't put I, it in my phone yet it's so just today's food your birthday? yeah it's just food so we see uh, like right uh, I'm uh, forty seven today. Okay. Yeah, forty seven. Forty seven laps around. Uh-huh. So yeah, so I'll do. Okay. I think I'm gonna do Chinese food. Like that's, uh-huh. I, you know, East Coast favorite. My my yeah. shrimp egg foo young, brown sauce. Y'all know. Y'all know what I'm talking about.
1: There you go. But I so uh, already salivated. Yeah, I am. I,
0: and Mike, I'm a couch surfer. I'm I'm uh, yeah, I'm inviting sugar back in my life. The minute the clock strikes <laughs> March 1st, Mike, I'll let you know.
1: <laughs> all right. So this is going to give you all bit of whiplash. But we've got a service project in the community that you can get involved with, to help folks that are unsheltered. And Mike Ackerlow is here. Mike, remind folks what you do by day.
3: I am the CEO of the Community Development Corporation of Utah. Which does? We are a nonprofit that focuses on housing affordability and financial stability.
1: Are you busy or are you pulling out your hair, both, with the housing situation? (laughs)
3: Seriously. Always, yes. Very busy. Lots to do.
1: Well, uh, Rashawn's already signed up with his family uh, for Project Homeless Connect. There's different ways to get involved, but it's been a couple years because of COVID. So remind folks what Project Homeless Connect is all about, and then take us to what's happening this year.
3: Great, great. Uh, We started Project Homeless Connect in 2016, and like you said, we had a couple years off due due to the pandemic. We did some um, donation drives during that time. But Project Homeless Connect is a one-day event we have at the Salt Palace and we bring in service providers, and they bring in all types of services for those who are experiencing homelessness. So it's a day of getting people connected to services. There's also a huge volunteer component in this, where we have uh, the community come in and serve in a number of different ways, whether it's serving food or checking people in, or to being a guest guide, which is being uh, partnered with somebody who is homeless and taking them through the, the place and getting them connected.
1: That's, I think, the <clears throat> one of the hardest things that we don't realize. Um, nobody plans to become homeless, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and accessing services is complicated. Uh, We broke our model, which for decades was, let's get everything co-located together together in a couple block reach, and now we've broken that up. So um, a day like this, it's one day out of the year, but it creates the opportunity to do a lot of outreach, Um, to work with folks, to get them into one place, to see what services might benefit them.
3: It does. Our last event in 2019, we did over 4,000 individual services. So to your point, it is a great place and a great opportunity to bring people in. Was it 2019, Mike? And get them connected to everything, yes. Wow. It's been a while. It has been a while. Yes, yeah. We're excited
0: to be back. I'm excited. I'm excited. So listeners, this is... This like you can hear, you can hear the passion. You know Mike's a do gooder. Just listen to his credentials. <laughs> but this is a real opportunity to pull your pull your your sleeves up and get in there and partner. I mean the, the it's it's an amazing amazing day of service. And so I I want to say just thank you for doing it. I'm I'm excited to be back. We yeah. love having you guys there. You guys has been mm-hmm. a great supporter of PHC.
3: We, we usually go down
1: and try and record stories, so we'll mm-hmm. work on on yeah. that again and. Yeah help people um, tell their own story for Mm -hmm. Mm themselves. But one of the ways to participate is donations. In fact, you had your first drop-off day today, I believe.
3: I believe so. And
1: you've got a couple more on February 23rd, March 6th and 9th, where you're asking for specific items. And I know you got a list of the the top things you're looking for.
3: Right. We need uh, sunscreen, lip balm, cool weather clothing, Mm -hmm. things like that. So um, another way to do it is on our website, you can do our Amazon wish list. And so if you're not able to bring your items to one of our donation drives, you can order them and they ship to us and then we take them to the event.
1: And then you're also asking for the furry friends collars, leashes, collapsible bowls and food. Uh, Also new folks, new underwear, new socks, new sports bras, things like that for men and women of all sizes.
0: Yes. Yes. It goes fast. This is I mean we're we're spoiled in this state like I, you know I've I've lived in a couple of states in in the union if you will and uh, you know having Sierra Trading Post having Target not Target have well Target has clearance racks we we listeners can go and raid the raid the clearance racks and just help out I mean this is stuff I mean you know set, according to your budget there is a lot that we can do and so I I implore you if this is something that speaks to your heart Please, there's never, never a, a right or wrong time to get involved. Right. And now, such a need. And
1: now organizations can get involved in a more structured way, I'm guessing? Yes, Because uh, yes. you need those volunteers. To talk about We
0: that.
3: love having corporate volunteers. So if you work for a company that's looking for a service project, we welcome you here. We, can, we have a number of different ways that you can help out and serve. Um, go to our website uh, on the volunteer link, and you can find more information there.
1: Okay. So when is it again?
3: The big day is March 24th.
1: All day at the Salt Palace? All day at
3: the Salt Palace. We, our door's open from 9 to 3. We have breakfast. We serve lunch. Um, we have over 100 service providers coming. Um, everything from, like you said, dog care to veteran services, housing, get employment. Haircut. Haircuts. Haircut. Dennis. Dennis. Get your eyes checked and get glasses made on site. Uh, it's huge.
1: Is there any sort of criteria? Like, do you have to prove something to walk in and get help?
3: No. No. So it's an
1: open call. It is open. All right. It is open. And the website one more time.
3: PHC slc.org
1: great check tonight's show notes and we'll also put it in rallies and resources folks thanks so much for we coming appreciate in, you guys
3: thank you thank okay. you so much
1: we're gonna shift around a bit and get our folks from the league of women voters of utah into the studio the people's business is close to wrapping up kathy beely president of the league how much more time
4: we got there Oh, I'm, I'm glad you said it's close to wrapping up. I think it's, like, just starting. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the committees are wrapping up, and then it will go to the floor, and, mm-hmm. and then all hell will break loose. Mm, that's I was going to say point. that's when yeah. the magic
0: happens, but that doesn't sound like magic, Oh, Kathy. the magic
4: will happen, too, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's lots of uh, ways bills move through the session, but then when they go to straight floor time, it's like, we got to mm-hmm. get it done. So, introduce us to your
4: comrade. Yes. This is Dixie Huffner. Hey, Dixie. She is a longtime League member and an awesome advocate. Um, she's also with the Citizens Council. Um, Dixie will explain a little bit about that. Um, she, ha- well, she and the League have long been watching the initiative process in mm-hmm. Utah because. We believe that the initiative process is all about the people, mm-hmm. and the people are power. And every year, our elected leaders try and chip away
1: at initiative power of the people. Right, yes. Dixie? Would you say
0: they try and forget that, Laura?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said chip away, but forget, okay? No, chip away is a good yeah, word. Yeah, it's yeah. a good verb. What's the Citizens Council, first of all? Tell us about well,
5: that. Well, the Utah Citizens Council is a group of senior community advocates, mm. And we're a small group, but we've all got a lot of collective policy experience among us. Mm -hmm. And we take positions on policy based on a framework of individual and collective human rights for Utah Mm -hmm. and try to influence public opinion and the legislature
1: which you are legally and constitutionally entitled to do. Mm -hmm. What's your policy background?
5: Give us some of those years of of,
1: uh, service you're talking
5: about. Well, mine in particular have been focused on public education. But we have people with uh, health policy backgrounds, Mm -hmm. with environmental backgrounds, with backgrounds in gun violence, domestic violence, personal security violence, uh, which is... Increasing domestic violence, we've mm-hmm. seen yeah, really hard to yeah, capture, and uh, we have uh, participatory governance as a real issue. People with former legislative backgrounds, and uh, we believe in transparency, accountable participatory governance. So we cover a lot of Absolutely. different.
0: And it sounds like it's a natural step from there to get into the Citizens' Council.
5: Well, it was. You know, you retire, (laughs) and you don't really want to retire. And you have a little time, and you have a little expertise. So collectively, we've been great at teaching each other Mm -hmm. and trying to stay active. Well, let's get to that list,
1: Rashawn. What you got?
0: So the first one we got is uh, HB 422, Initiative Amendments. Mm -hmm.
1: This is what we we're talking about, right? Yep. The chipping away? This yeah, is this is what
0: we're it.
5: talking about. But with it is House Joint Resolution 17, because the 422 won't take effect unless there's a constitutional amendment.
1: Mm, so mm. They, the people still have a chance.
5: <laughs> so, you know, the right initiative is right there in the Utah Constitution. Yes, it is. Because the Constitution says that the people of the state of Utah share legislative power with the legislature.
1: Okay, so what do they wanna do with HB 422? What are, they, what are they trying to restrict or prohibit?
5: Well, both the Constitutional Amendment and 422, which would implement the Constitutional Amendment if it's passed, what they wanna do is if there's any tax increase, tax rate increase, or tax increase in an initiative. That it's going to take 60 percent of the
1: voters to approve it. Right now, it's 50 plus one, right? Right now, it's a simple one.
5: majority. Yeah. It's a big change in the constitution yeah. to move from simple majority to that kind of a super majority, and the whole public has to approve it. If both the resolution, the resolution's more important, really, yeah. mm-hmm. than the bill. If the resolution passes, it will be on the ballot this November. It will be up to the public to decide whether to amend the Constitution. That's a big deal. That's Mm -hmm. a huge deal. You don't just go and amend the Constitution
1: as if it's something you do every day. That's right. Well, and does the the bill, the initiative amendments, basically, I mean, any lawmaker could say any initiative results in a tax increase. That seems subject to interpretation based on how language is drafted Mm -hmm. for uh, initiative ballot referendum. Well, it
5: the bigger worry is if you get that passed, whether or not they go after another one that just says all ballot initiatives take sixty percent. Slippery slope. I heard yeah. a slippery
1: slope. Yeah. yeah, you you did. One <laughs>
4: step at a time. That's what they're all about. So where
1: does HB four twenty two and the resolution stand, or are they headed? Well, the four
4: yeah
5: four twenty two was heard in hearing and, and passed in. Um, I think it's House Government Operations yeah, committee. committee. They passed it before <laughs> the resolution had been introduced. But the uh, resolution? showing all their cards. He
0: did. Someone was excited about their hand. Well,
4: it's the, kind of interesting because the chair of that committee said that he asked the sponsor of 422 to go ahead with that, even though the um, the amendment or had not or the. yeah the resolution hadn't passed so you know they're all in this together
5: yeah and the resolution got introduced the next day Mm uh
1: so all right um i'll be conjoined at the hip i feel like i should just stay silent for a minute (laughs) <laughs> moment of silence. Uh, okay so something to watch and folks check tonight's show notes you can uh, click the links we'll put in there for the bill and the resolution and it takes you to le.utah.gov and you can sign up for a free account and follow this you can also give your lawmakers your two cents uh, let's move on to the food tax because this is again uh, we're back to talking about the food tax and there's pluses and minuses and trade-offs in um what this tax means or does there's some thought that uh, a tax rebate or refund would do more for families living in poverty than removing it for everybody so what's the status of the food tax dixie
5: kathy well negotiations are going on behind the scene because the legislature now is talking about linking removal of the state sales tax on food with removing the earmark the income tax earmark for public and higher
1: education. I knew that. <laughs> okay, you know? so what do the two have to do with each other? Anything? Bueller. No. Bueller. This nope. seems to be a tactic they are using this session. Okay, if you want this yep, you gotta, progressive you liberal ball. Democrats, then you got to give us this. Well, it happened before with the vouchers mm-hmm. scholarship
5: program. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The. Teacher (laughs) raises also 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 know that that about your program. (laughs) You want your raise. You let private schools. Well, they've been trying
1: to crack this for a while because they want their hands on that money to do other things with. They feel that they know how to better spend it. But we have had our taxes allocated this way for how long now? Mm -hmm. And they still can't be bothered to. Put more into education. That's my concern. I don't know if the league has a concern. Well, they've also Kathy?
4: changed the, the way that mm-hmm. education is funded yep. because it used to be only going to public ed. Mm-hmm. And then a few years ago, it went also to higher ed. Mm-hmm. So they've decreased the amount that's going to public ed. And then they did something
1: else where it enabled some of those taxes, which is the income tax, correct? Mm -hmm. To be spent specifically for folks who are disabled, I believe, in terms of education, something the, a little bit different than they could otherwise do.
5: Yeah, and not just for education. Mm-hmm. It was for services for children and for people with disabilities. There you go. That's adults,
1: not just children. So Which they, they haven't seen their way fit to fund otherwise. Right. So the, they're they're cracking cracking this door open. They haven't wanted to increase sales and
5: use taxes. They have other sources of revenue mm-hmm. and we're a service economy, much more than goods now, but they've been wanting to be able to raid the education fund rather than getting us out of 50th place getting nurses in the schools getting more mental health workers
1: getting more attention to disadvantaged kids that we
0: actually need and would benefit from as a society
1: okay Mm -hmm. we've got two more to get to before we get to music beats activism so i am gonna move us along and talk about sb 189 voting changes and hb 393 a substitute on primary ballot requirements so voting changes who wants to tackle that one well kathy um,
4: Yeah, I would love to talk about uh, SB 189. Mm -hmm. It is presently in the uh, Senate Rules Committee, Mm -hmm. so let's hope it just stays there (laughs) and stays there for another couple of weeks. Um, It is, I mean, if you like your mailed-in ballots, which most people Mm -hmm. do, and frankly, Utah is the poster child for good voting and good elections. But no, this is not good enough for the legislature. They now want to allow every county or municipality to opt in to whether they want to use mailed-in ballots or in-person voting. If they opt in to in-person voting, you will have to vote in person. You will not be able to get a mailed-in ballot. Not
1: even an absentee?
4: I was just no, going to ask well, that. I don't know about yeah. absentee. It has not gone that far, and as I said, it's nicely sitting in. Well, I'm rules. reading the the
1: SB 189. The language says the bill permits an election officer to determine mm-hmm. whether to conduct an election primarily by mail. And election officer's are partisan elections. Do you see the dots? I'm trying oh, to connect. Oh, I see. I see the
0: line you're creating.
1: So. And then who pays for that? I mean, so many municipalities and counties have not conducted in-person elections. Is there money? That is kind
4: of an interesting question because the fiscal note came out, I think, yesterday. um, And it says that counties or cities are going to have to pay $3,900 per person to make this change.
1: Wow. That's what the the, they, the expected cost would be yes. per, per voter? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm.
4: That's a I lot know.
0: of money. For,
4: uh, for for to I'm sorry, to in, to request in-person voting. At any rate, every yeah. county will have to do that to to request an in-person vote. That,
1: that is that is wild. And what, what are the chances of passing? Where does it stand? You're s- hoping it stays in the convention yeah, rules right now. It so. seems like something they'll study or over interim. Uh-huh. And then 393, primary ballot requirements. Is this the one where they want to say if you get 70% at convention, then it doesn't matter if you gathered signatures to get on the yes, ballot, your are SOL. I think we talked yep.
4: about this before. Yeah, yeah that and they, they still believe that, you know, because... After all, the heart of our elections is the caucus system. They were talking about that this morning. Uh, you know, it's all about, well, you want to meet your, your people face to face. That's why we go into a caucus. Well, how many times have you been into a caucus?
1: Once or twice. Yeah. Okay,
4: it? it's I, okay. It's fun. It's, it's nice to go into a caucus, but is that the only way to to come up with a candidate? No. Nope. Um, most people don't go to caucuses. Yeah, and, and the rigidity of the caucus
1: system, meaning one night, mm-hmm. one place, mm-hmm. one time, you end oh. up with s- – diehards, shall I say. Yes. And we all know that um, Democrats, it's an open system and Republicans are closed. closed.
4: This is mostly about Republicans, obviously. They said that the number of people going to caucuses and convention have been going down since like 2012.
1: So an even smaller group of a Mm -hmm. small group. Mm -hmm. And And since we're a super red state, it means whoever wins at caucus, then there's no primary. And, you know, who's going to more
4: than likely be the elected winner? They were trying to say that there were so many people who used to come to caucuses. And they were saying that so many as 53,000 around the state. That is not really. That's very not many. really so many. That is not very. Not when many. you break it down by yeah. different voting districts. And those are Republicans. Mm. So. Well,
1: Kathy and Dixie, thank you so much for coming in and giving an update. And I know that uh, you love to invite folks to the League's Legislative Action Corps. Thanks. It's on Thursdays, right? Yes, Thursday.
4: Eleven thirty. Room two ten at the at the Capitol. We'll be happy to see you there. We hope to see you uh, up at the Capitol tomorrow at four p.m. too. Raw, raw, our health care. And Dixie, how can people uh,
1: get in touch or join the Citizens Council?
5: Well, we have a website, utahcitizenscouncil.org, that describes our policy positions and some of our old reports and policy briefs from last year.
1: Great. We'll put that in the show notes, and I'd love to have the group on for a conversation. Thank you. We'd love to come. All right. We are going to get Betty Sawyer on right now. I'm giving a verbal shout-out to unmute. And join us, Betty, Betty Sawyer of the NAACP in Ogden, also Project Success Coalition. We're going to get started with one of your songs. Can you set up for us this very, very first cut, this very first cut, We Are a Winner, after the conversation we had I, just now, I don't, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I'm not I, feeling yeah, it, Betty. I,
0: I want to be a winner,
1: though. <laughs> Can you give us some, uh, some inspiration for this song? Why would you put it on your Music Meets Activism playlist?
6: Uh, We're winner for me is one of those songs. I'm a child of the '60s and '70s, and I was a student athlete in high school and college, and that was kind of my mantra, my my theme song. We're winner, very competitive athlete. Uh, even when I came to Utah, uh, I played basketball with the fellows all the time. And I would be the scrub, and they would pretend, you know, I'm the last one they would pick. <laughs> and the word got out that oh, she can really play. Oh my <laughs> so gosh, that yeah. Didn't work for for very long.
1: Morgan State University in uh, Maryland, and then it was part of how you found community when you got here. So, Rashawn, let's do this, shall we? Absolutely. We're a winner. Curtis Mayfield and the Impressions on KRCL. Yeah. RCL amplifies the work of community nonprofits like the NAACP, working to ensure a society in which all individuals have equal rights. To learn more, visit naacpogden.org or naacp-saltlakebranch.org.
0: Support for Radioactive comes from Mark Miller Subaru and the Love Promise Community Commitment, a partnership with nonprofit organizations that aim to make the world a better place. More information about the Love Promise and Subaru products at markmillersubaru.com.
1: All right, you're listening to Radioactive Roundtable Tuesday. I'm Laura Jones.
0: I'm Rashawn Leek,
1: and we're doing ma- uh, music meets activism with Betty Sawyer of the Ogden NAACP and Project Success Coalition. And we were just talking about your basketball days. And Valene MC came in and said, "What position did she play? What was your What was your position? You
0: two guard.
6: You know it. I had to have the ball.
0: Oh, let's go! Let's go! I, I ran had the had point. I was a general stand, on the court.
6: Standing watching wasn't working for me.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: So you came to Utah. Roughly what era was that?
6: 1975, fresh out of college.
1: Fresh out of college. What brought
6: you here? My oldest brother came home, came back to Maryland for my grandfather's funeral. And while he was there, he talked several gentlemen into getting his Winnebago, coming to a place unheard of, unknown, Salt Lake City. And one was my brother-in-law. So my sister twisted my arm and made me come with her.
1: Oh, wow. What did you think when you arrived here in the 70s of, <laughs> of Utah? I mean, first of all, what was the line he used to yeah, get you here? Real, and then what though. you found when you came here? And I'm going to have another song playing in the background. We'll do this. And of course, it's James Brown. Say It Loud. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Why is that song important to you? What did you find in Utah when you got here?
6: Uh, it took me two weeks to find black people, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, cultural shock all the way. And I was looking, okay? <laughs> It's like, they have to be here somewhere. And so my thought was, I looked at, before I came, I looked in the encyclopedia. We don't use those too much anymore. But like, where is Utah? And it looked close to California. And I'm young, single, I'll travel, always wanted to go there. So I said, if I don't like it, I'll keep going. And 47 years later, I'm here. <laughs>
1: Man, that must have been wild in the 70s to, to land here and then go, wait a minute, is this what you told me I was going to get when yeah. I got here? Yeah, but my then... brother didn't
6: tell me that part. <laughs> he told me how beautiful it was, the mountains yeah. and all of that.
1: How'd you get up to Ogden?
6: Well, you know how it is. You know, you meet somebody. You know. But matter of fact, my brother-in-law, when become a my brother-in-law, I met him on the basketball court. And he was from back east in D.C. And he's like, you need to meet my brother, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, I'll pass. You know, <laughs> if it's anything like you, because my brother-in-law read, he thought he was God's gift to all women. And it's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And eventually ran into his brother at an Earth, Wind & Fire concert.
0: Let's go. Yeah,
6: Keep your head to the sky, okay? <laughs> And he lived in Ogden. So one thing led to another. Fell in love. He hang out with me in Salt Lake until I finished my second bachelor's degree and master's. And then I had to come to Ogden.
0: Oh, I love that story. So, so Betty, how'd you get, how'd you get uh, hooked up with Project Success Coalition?
6: Uh, You started that, didn't you? I did, along with a pastor who's now gone on with the ancestors, Reverend Leander Coates. But um, there were several drug busts that took place in our community. And people were just talking about it. And I'm like, these are families. These are people that are being impacted. We need to be doing something about it. So sat down with the pastor. He was of like mind. We called a community town hall meeting. Over 100 people showed up. And what the young folk were saying was they had nowhere to go, nothing to do. So they got in trouble.
3: Mm -hmm. And
6: so we sat down the next day and said we could do something about that and created project success.
1: You know, I was reading up on the NAACP, Ogden. This kind of takes us to your next song, What's Going On with Marvin Gaye, right? And how it began in late spring of 1943 an Ogden. policeman shot and killed a young black man under very suspicious circumstances we Mm -hmm. can't we can't get past this this issue we
6: can't every time i think it's getting better something happens and it you know makes me step back and say what is going on here what is why can't we deal with this racial thing once and for all
0: so so what do you you know and i think that's a that's a great lead into my next question betty what do you think it's really going to take because you know, it, it, it feels like it's just this constant cycle of reoccurring issues. And, you know, it, it would be one thing if it was just this city or if it was just that city. But this is across the nation.
6: It is. Uh, the other day I was watching an older TEDx about uh, this, this one gentleman saying, you know, it's the same old dog as well as the same old tricks. And it keeps causing us to stumble mm-hmm. because there are folk who aren't willing to believe that we all created equal and who want to be able to um, have the power to dictate, dictate everything from you were talking earlier with the league, you know, outcomes of elections, all kinds of things that we should be able to sit down and reason together on. But they want to pick a winner and a loser versus we all win.
1: All right, so this takes us to your next one, The Impressions, It's All Right. I think we're gonna listen to a bit of this and come back on the other side, okay?
6: That sounds good, turn it up.
0: All right, so that's It's All Right by The Impressions on Betty Sawyer's playlist from Music Meets Activism. So, baby, let's 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 speak on that song. So it's all right. What, what What is it about this song?
6: So every now and then, you know, this social justice work, uh, civil rights work is not easy work. You know, it's, it's very demanding. It's very challenging. Uh, it is hard work. It's soul work mm-hmm. uh, that we end up doing. And every now and then you get discouraged and you have to tell yourself that it's all right. And you have to stop everything and refill your own tank and be revitalized and rejuvenized for the next part of the journey. Uh, unfortunately, the struggle doesn't end, it continues. But uh, I grew up in a family of singers and I was the worst singer out of the whole lot. <laughs> but it is stopping from trying, okay? And, and the impressions and Curtis Mayfield, just a slow groove, nice dance music, uh, swing music, Doing the two-step, cha-cha, all of those things. Okay.
1: I you gotta recharge, <laughs> or you can't go the distance. Is that it,
6: Betty? Th- that's it. That's it. Rest is a part of that radical resistance. So, along with rest, you know, do a little party and celebrating in between. All right, we'll right now. all over again.
0: So, so I see you've been doing this since '89, right? So, so here we are, 2023. What's what's keeping you going?
6: good music, (laughs) good friends, you know, some diehard uh, community activists that I work alongside of that have been on this journey with me for a long time. And then just my ancestors, you know, that family lineage and a part of knowing that who we are as a people. And, you know, we're not going to stop until we get there. We're, We're just not. And so I can hear my mom in the back of my head saying, you know, we're different, but no one's better than anyone. And so that's the message that I have to keep letting younger people know uh, that you are worth all of this. You belong here. This is your world too. We have built this country. So don't let anybody take that from you
0: right and you can hear under, un, under our voices betty we have wake up everybody by harold melvin in the blue notes so let, let's talk about it so wake up everybody
6: one of the things in being in utah because there are not a lot of us a lot of people don't feel that there's work for them to do here mm-hmm. and i beg to differ you know utah can be that place of new beginnings. It can be a place to begin your activism and to push the envelope. Uh, One of the things that have kept me in Utah was every time I thought about leaving a door would open and it was up to me whether I would walk through that door even being fearful or not sure what was going to be on the other side but the door opened and I walked through. And so my message to people around me is, come on, get out, do it, you know. You can make a difference in Utah.
1: Utah's also a place that uh, you can celebrate Juneteenth in no small part due to the work mm. you've been doing. Tell us what's coming yes. up for Juneteenth this year.
6: Uh, we're we're going to bring back our parade this year. Okay. Uh, we're going to do health and healing uh, as a part of our celebration this year, along with the wonderful artists and things like that. Uh, that we'll be doing. We're doing our children's festival again. And so a little bit of everything for everybody uh, this year, but our theme is waves of freedom. Freedom didn't come with the Emancipation Proclamation in and of itself. That's right. And it hit different places at different times uh, for different reasons, different cities, different states. And so that's what we're going to talk about.
1: You know, that waves in mind, I'm thinking of how utah kind of struggles forward and fits and starts right we didn't call it martin luther king day we called it human rights day and then we called it martin luther king day or resistant to juneteenth as a holiday but now we have it is that part of the the maybe part of the things that you want folks to learn from your experience is that it can't be one and done it's constant attention and just nudging it forward nudging it forward
6: and and that is true a lot of a lot of Younger people than myself, they get frustrated because they're looking for something more immediately, and they're always asking Miss Betty, "How you keep doing it?" You know, I said because I've learned this is the way it happens. It doesn't happen all at once. Even with uh, Juneteenth, I sit on the National Juneteenth Observance Foundation, and we work for over twenty years as well, trying to get federal legislation passed. And you'd get a handful of senators or Congress people that say, okay, yes, I'm down. And then the other half says, nah, it's not tight. And the same thing happened here in Utah.
1: Well, let's get a little wake up, everybody. Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes on KRCL. Oh, we're all singing along here. Right. ha <laughs> yeah. Get up, stand up. Yes. It's a little Bob Marley from the Music Meets Activism playlist of Betty Sawyer. I'm Laura Jones.
0: I'm Rashaun Leak. And so, Miss Miss Sawyer, I have a question because you said something that that sparked. You know, you said uh, the young younger generation or the you know the generation behind you and, and behind us. Uh, you said it's you know something about you know we have to we have to be patient. You know, and I and I and I want to check myself. And I think you know I, I say who who better than to check myself against Miss Sawyer. So I, so we found ourselves almost coming to the the end of Black History Month, and I'm, I've been like, uh, you know, on the socials, you know, kind of, kind of reaching out to companies like, oh, well, I see that you are now promoting St. Patty's Day, but you have yet to do anything for Black History Month, and and I want to know, am I, am I asking too much? Because sometimes, you know, I don't want to stop the, I don't want to stop the fight. I want to get up. I want to stand up, and I want to just, you know, and, and I'm not. I'm not putting them on blast. I'm doing it in the messages and things like that because, you know, they still have a business to run. I understand that. But am, am I missing the mark there by asking them, like, is it too much to say, hey, you know, you don't have to run a special. Just acknowledge that, that we are here. Representation matters. Am I am I off base here?
6: No, you're, you're right on base. And if we don't ask the questions, they don't have to do anything. You know, uh, Dr. King often talked about those that are silent or go along with foolishness are just as guilty as the ones that are perpetrating it. And so oftentimes that's what it takes, that little nudge. And I don't mind asking those questions as well. I think we all have to. And that's a part of that activism, just bringing that awareness to people and not just going along with it because we're here or because it may be unpopular. Uh, Just like the theme for black history this month is black resistance. And the director back at the Association for African-American Studies that put forth a theme, they were worried about, you know, would people receive it? Mm-hmm. Was it too radical and all of that? And it's not. We have to. Uh, one of the things I share with young people today was even during the civil rights movement, you know, our modern civil rights movement, there was a little bit of everybody at the table with different uh, ideas and ways of doing but one of the things I shared with them was as much as they could, they organized their resistance. So they would go in a meeting and someone was already earmarked to turn the table over if things didn't sound right. Okay. So it wasn't by half a stance because you got so frustrated, you cursed everybody out. They did it on cue. Right. And so I tell them plan it, you know, you have an agenda. And if it don't go the way you think it need to
1: go, then you let
0: them go and do what they need to do. Okay. Give them the nod, the Miss Sawyer. <laughs> give them the well,
1: you then this shouldn't back. surprise you where we go next on your Music Meets Activism playlist. Oh, Fight the Power. The
0: remix with Nas. Okay, <laughs> Laura.
1: <laughs> So, Betty Sawyer, you told me this song was also a bridge to your next generations, right?
6: It really. So this time I'm I'm a mom, you know. I have two sons of the four that I have, and and they're challenging me with my old school, say, come on, mom, you got to stay relevant here, you know? <laughs> so, say, we want to be a part of the struggle, but we can't do it with what you singing. <laughs>
1: So is that still holding true? I mean, you've been doing this work for decades. You've been here since you were playing ball at Liberty Park in the 70s when your brother and brother-in-law uh, convinced you to come here. Um, how do you keep doing this work?
6: A lot of prayer, a lot of support. You know, as a family, we call it our gift of love. Mm-hmm. Although my, my kids are all grown and, and they disappear uh, when it's time to do the work, now they'll show up later. <laughs> they said, "Mom, we did ours. You need to recruit some young folk and, and put them to work." But uh, it's it's a part of my everyday ritual, is to try to lay off the weight of yesterday and just refresh and renew, so that I can come back again. And and it's it's challenging at times because you know we've all seen what's going on.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, every time we make a stride forward. Their forces trying to push us back, keep us back, and things of that nature. And so, some days I wonder myself, is it worth it? But that goes away really quick. Feels and like we I get, get distracted.
1: It feels like we get distracted yeah. really easily, especially with the rhetoric that flies in politics, and that seems to be our national pastime now mm-hmm. more than than anything else. Um, uh, we don't have enough time left to dive into CRT. So, will you come back and let's do a whole sure. panel on on that kind of rhetoric? Um,
6: we started with basketball.
1: Did you have fun over the NBA All-Star Weekend? Did you do
6: anything cool or see anything good? I went to the All, Alls Girls Conference. I went up to the HBCU game. Oh, grand. I'm getting old, so my, my nightlife, I said I'll pass on the parties this time, you know. <laughs> Although I had some some invites, but you know. Well but what it w- was nice. You- I see uh, Damian Lillard get the three points. Right,
0: wearing he, his but, Weber State jersey?
6: Weber State, okay. Still celebrating and uh with the slam dunk, that was outstanding, you know.
0: It was Mac McClung. Mac McClung from the that's G League. Really? I think that's the first time somebody from the G League. The Sixers, yeah, think? he signed a contract yeah. with the Sixers before All Star Weekend, so yeah. we'll see.
6: Just that same week almost. So
1: what do you want folks to walk away from this conversation with when you you're know, looking back at your life or having some fun with some music? Um, when it comes to the hard conversations that <laughs> our current legislature here in Utah is, is bringing up with all of its different attempts to make sure they're the ones choosing the voters instead of the voters
6: choosing them. Yes, yes. I, I think knowing that the struggle continues and it's all of our struggle. Um, and I often use this proverb, "Ubuntu. Uh, I am because we are and because we are, therefore I am you know part of this western lifestyle is to say we're individuals that's not true we're all connected and we need to get back to those communal values that we held as an african village as as a black people we had to be together we had to work together we had to struggle and fight together and that time is still now it hasn't gone away unfortunately
0: Uh, uh, You're so right. You're you're so I mean, you you hit the nail on the head right there. And I I think it's even more important in a state like ours where we are not we are not the majority. We're not you know, we are very much the minority. And so it's easy to it's easy to forget us and keep us in the shadows, if you will.
6: Yes. During and, and after the death, the murder of George Floyd, almost every company, major company in the state, you know, the basketball team, the governors, the chambers, everybody made these lofty uh, d D&I statements, diversity, and inclusion, sounded great. Mm-hmm. But what have they done? And that's my mission now and that I put out to everybody else. Like you asked the question, we have to hold people accountable because it's not what you say, but what you do. Words are important because that get us started. But what actions have you added to change the way things are going for the better?
0: All right, Miss Sore. So, what song do you want to go out on? We got uh, we got two songs by Sounds of Blackness. I'm going all the way, or hold on. What do you want to? What do you want to be your ending mantra?
6: And tell us why. I'm going all the way. You know, I, I'm not stopping until they put me under. I'm Let's sorry. go. I'm, you know, what can I say? That's, a, that's and, exactly. to challenge everybody I know to stay out there. Uh, NAACP just had his birthday, 114 years strong. If, if they can keep going, I can keep going too.
0: So. Let's go. <laughs>
6: Thank
1: you so much for doing the show with us. We really appreciate it. We hope you'll come back. You've always I don't think she's ever said no, no to a request to come up. on KRCL. You're my favorite the call. radio show. <laughs> what <can> I say? <laughs> radio station.
6: For the community, that's what it's all about. For the community. And you do it well. Uh-huh. Always
0: a pleasure, Miss Sawyer.
1: Thank you so Thank much. You Take care. Thanks for listening, everybody.
6: KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo, 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener supported, Community Radio.